Second Samuel chapter 22, and we'll stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 22, once you're there, you stand, and we'll read the first four verses together. Amen. Second Samuel 22, begin to read from verse 1. Amen. Let's read together. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my life. In him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower and my refuge, my Savior, my Savior's people values. I will call on the Lord. It is worthy to praise, so shall I receive it from my enemies. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We just pray, Lord, that you would indeed, Lord, stir our hearts afresh. Lord, with your word, help us each one, Lord. Just anoint us, Lord, as we come even to the time of prayer, we pray, Lord, that you would undertake for us. Give help tonight, Lord. Oh, God, just give us help even as we look into your word tonight, that you would speak to us afresh and stir every heart in this place. Lord, we give you thanks for Jesus. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives. You're worthy indeed to be praised and to be glorified tonight, Lord. Giving you all the honor, Lord, for what you've done in these days and the days ahead, Lord. We just thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's take your seats together. Praise the Lord. This, uh, this was a, a, a song that David sang unto the Lord after the Lord had delivered him from all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And, you know, just those words are so powerful, they're so potent, they're so real as he begins to declare his thanksgiving for all that the Lord has done in his life. The Lord has done so many great things for us and we're glad tonight of what he has done. And there is a praise that follows prayer. There's a praise. We know that praise precedes, but we also know there's a praise that, that follows prayer. And we know we've had a, a really beneficial week of prayer last week. God has been in our midst. There's been great help that's been given. There is no question that in the midst God has heard our cry. God has responded to the cries of his people. I believe the fruit and the answers of those prayers will be seen in the weeks and the months ahead. God was among us throughout those five nights. And there's a praise that comes after the time of prayer. And it's so important that we understand this and we grasp it. Just to thank, just to thank the Lord. To be thankful for that he heard our cry. That he's heard our prayers. He's heard the prayers for healing. Heard the prayers for salvation heard the prayers for intervention, he's heard the prayer for our nation, heard the prayer for our leaders, he's heard the prayer, uh, every prayer that went up, the Lord has heard our cry, and he will answer the prayer that is made in this house, and we already see the answers of that, even in recent days, but there's a praise that comes on the back of that time of prayer, as we see God's providential and God's provision, sorry, his hand, as he begins the answer what he has done, and there's a thankfulness, and we see it here in the life of David, when God had answered his cry, often in times, in very difficult times, 
Often his enemies were against him. Saul was seeking after him. We read the, the psalmist in the midst of those great difficulties calling out to the Lord, crying out to the Lord for help, that God would intervene. And you know, God broke through and God saved him and God delivered him out of all the hand of the enemy and out of the hand of Saul. And here we see this song of praise, of thanksgiving, of appreciation. He says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's the God of my rock and him will I trust. He is my shield. He's the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. He's my refuge. He's my savior. He's just so full of thanksgiving for all that the Lord has done that he says, I will call upon the Lord. And he says, who is worthy? He is worthy to be praised. That he'd come to just give the Lord thanks and to praise him for all that he'd done in his life. And I think it's important tonight as we come even to the place of prayer that there is a there is a, a prayer of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done in our lives. A prayer of thanksgiving for him being with us throughout the week. We ask for his presence. We ask for his help. We ask that the meetings would would be would be saturated with his presence. We felt his touch. We felt his encouragement. We felt his anointing. And it's so important that in that that we come back tonight to say, Thank you, Lord, you've answered our prayer. You're actually worthy of our praise tonight, Lord. Lord, we just don't want to carry on in the in the routine and the rush of life. We want to stop for a moment. And we want to say thank you, Lord. We want to praise you that you did hear every prayer that went up in this house last week. We want to thank you for your presence that was among us. And David, we know, was a man that the Lord said was after his own heart. And David's primary, the primary characteristic, I would say, when you look at the life of David, was that he just longed for the, for the presence of God. That, that really was the mark of his life. He wanted the presence of God. More than anything else, he just longed for the presence of God. And that was manifested in his desire for that Ark of the Covenant, that he wanted that Ark. He wanted a, a dwelling place for the Ark. He would, not, he would not rest. He would not settle till there was a place for the divine presence of God. Uh, if you turn over to Psalm 132, and you see right into the, a snippet, if you like, right into the very depths of David's heart as there was that longing for the presence of the Lord. And this is what he said in Psalm 132 and verse 4. Look at these words, Psalm 132 and verse 4. David says, I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber mine eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. I mean, this was his sole purpose in life. This was his sole desire. I will not give sleep to my eyes. I will not slumber my eyelids until I find a place. I desire a place for the presence of the Lord. I want the presence of God. I desire that he would come and be among his people. I desire that he would be the center of everything of our lives, of, of the gathering of the people of God. And it kept him awake. It awakened him in the night hour. It awakened him as he longed and desired and looked for and prayed and called unto the Lord. Lord, I want a place where you would come and you would dwell with your people. That your presence would be so mighty amongst us. That your, your presence is the answer to everything. 
You are the answer to the longing of our lives. And he longed and he longed and he prayed and he waited for the presence of the Lord. And we know the, the, the story so well, but if you turn over into 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 15, and we read here just of that time when the, 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 the ark had initially fallen into the hands of the enemy, then it was brought uh, again back into Obed-Edom's house and arrested there for that time. But all the time, if you can think of this, and all the time, you know, you remember it, we know, we know well that Saul never sought after the presence of the Lord. But David wanted the presence of the Lord and the type of the ark to be the center of everything of Israel. Without the, without the ark of the covenant, they were a people that were exposed to the powers of the enemy. They knew that if he was the center then he would deliver them from all their enemies. And David longed for this. And it had rested in the house of Obed-Edom uh, for those number of months. And now David is pleading to the Lord, calling on the Lord, that I want to bring, he wants to bring the, the Ark of the Covenant into that place that he had prepared. And in verse, uh, 1 Chronicles 15 and verse 25, if you pick up the reading there, it just says, So David and the elders of Israel... And the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom with joy. With joy. They wanted the presence of the Lord. They desired the presence of the Lord. But they wanted to bring that ark into that place that had been prepared. But they wanted to bring it with joy. The joy of the Lord. They wanted to express all the goodness of God as they brought in that presence. And it says in verse 26, And it came to pass, and I just, just think of this for a moment, and, and it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. God would help them. God's not against us. God wants to help us in the place of prayer. God wants to give help that we experience his help last week as we came into the house of God, as we made our prayers before his throne of grace. And it says, God help the Levites, help the priests that were bringing and bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And it says, and they offered seven bulls and seven rams. David was clothed with a robe of fine linen. All the Levites that bear the ark and the singers, and Chenaniah, the master of the song with the singers, David also had upon him an effort of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting, with the sound of the cornet, with trumpets, with cymbals, making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the city that David city of David that Michael the daughter of Saul looking out at the window saw King David dancing and playing and she despised him in her heart and as the ark is coming that David had prayed for prepared for longed for he had sleepless nights over longing for the presence of the Lord he wouldn't slumber he wouldn't wait he longing for the presence of the Lord a desire so so deep in the, in the depths of his being he needed, he wanted, he longed as the deer pants for the water. He was wanting and desiring the presence of the Lord. And as the ark is coming, he is so full of the joy of the Lord as there's singers and there's the shouting and there's the trumpets and there's the rejoicing. As they bring the ark, you see it all 
in your mind's eye, they see it coming, what he'd been longing for, what he'd been waiting for, what his nights had give way in prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord. Now the time had come, there's a visitation, as it were, of God himself in the type of the Ark of the Covenant, and he's rejoicing in his heart. We see Michael, the daughter of Saul, of course, she despised him in her heart when she seen him so full of the joy of the Lord. You go in this chapter 16, it says these words. So they brought the ark of God, set it in the midst of the tent, tent that David had pitched for, and they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before the Lord. There was a place that David had prepared. There was a place that he'd made ready for the ark to be brought. And when that ark came, there is nothing like the presence of the Lord. They so need the presence of God more than anything else. Yeah. Friends, more than all the apparatus, more than a new building, a new, a new place for us to meet in. But more than anything else, what we need is the presence of the Lord. Yeah. We need the manifest presence of God. We want a deeper sense of his presence. We have his presence, but we want a deeper manifestation of his presence. That he would fill this place to the fullness and fill our lives with his presence. That is what David longed for. He longed for it so much that it kept him awake. He lay awake at night, so it was like he would be dreaming about that moment when he would see the Ark of the Covenant coming down and that tent had been pitched and everything had been put in place. And he, and he, he dreamt just more in his mind's eye and his heart and seeing the singers and the trumpets and the rejoicing and Israel rejoicing that the Ark of the Covenant is in its rightful place. God is in the midst of his people. We have nothing to fear because God is with us. God, Jehovah Almighty, is in the midst of his people. And now what his faith and what his prayers were have become a reality. There is the tent that is pitched. The preparation has been made. The blood has been shed. The ark of the covenant is set in the midst. And David could do nothing but express that with the joy of the Lord in his life as he began to dance and rejoice. And then what does it say? You know, the prayers are answered. The preparation has been made. But in verse 7 of chapter 16, it says these words, Then on that day, then on that day, David delivered first this psalm. What for? To thank the Lord. God had answered his prayer, so he wanted to thank the Lord. And he gave that song into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Verse 8 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye all of his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. It was an answer. You go right through that whole song. If you move on down to verse 23, just for time's sake, so we can pray tonight. But then he says, Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all the nations. And he says, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all the gods. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. The cry of his heart, the longing for the presence of the Lord, for the Ark of the Covenant, the preparation, the prayer, the sleepless nights, 
that the, the wrestling, as it were, in his own life, that he longed to see the Ark of the Covenant, which is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be center of everything. And then when it happens, he can do nothing but give thanks. There's a prayer, but after the prayer is answered, there's the praise of thanksgiving. Great is the Lord, and great be to be praised. Has the Lord done great things? Has he answered your prayer? Has he been good to you? Is there ten things in your life that you can thank the Lord for tonight? At least, friends, count your blessings and name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. They came with thanksgiving. For great is the Lord, and great be to be praised. So much greater than all of this. You know these verses well. But in 1 Peter 2 and 5, it says, Ye also, 1 Peter 2 and 5, 1 Peter 2 and 5 says, Ye also, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house for a holy priesthood. You know, the Lord gave the Levites help to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the place where it should be. He helped them do it. You know, God wants to help us to enter into a deeper place with himself. He's our Father. He's our God. He's our Savior. A way has been made. He wants to help us if we're struggling, if we're trying to find a way, but we don't know how, or we're not sure, or we're, we're trying to get through. Listen, friends, God, the God wants to help us. Help us to get into the place with him. He's a God. He's a helper. Thank God he sends the helper, that's the Holy Ghost. And it says there, we're a holy priesthood. And we're to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Verse 9 in the same chapter says, But you're a chosen generation, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What are we here to do? We're here to thank the Lord tonight for his goodness, to praise him for all that he's done, to thank him. You know, I honestly believe, and I've said it a few times, but I'll say it again, I believe the fruit of last week is going to be evident in the days and the weeks ahead. It just wasn't five nights of meetings, but we have met with the Lord. He's heard our cry. He's heard our prayers. And in the weeks and the months ahead, we'll see the fruit and the evidence that he is a God that not only hears, but that he answers. Amen. And there's a praise that follows our prayer. It's a praise of thanksgiving. Through that new covenant, of course, it's wonderful, but as we read of the old, but even greater still, through that new covenant as we have been brought out of darkness and into his marvelous light. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, it says these words, and I'll close with this verse so we can pray tonight, but Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, Hebrews 13, 15, says these words, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But i read it again. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We have so much to thank him for. God has been so good. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Amen. He's worthy to be praised, to be thanked 
for what he has done, and in particular over these days of what he has done, what he is doing, and what we know he will do in the days of hell. But there's a, such an important part of prayer that we always must remember. That is the prayer that thanks him. Thank him for what he's done. Has he done anything in your life that is worthy to be praised? That you be want to stand to your feet tonight and say, God, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for everything that you've done. You're worthy to be praised. You're greatly to be praised, for he alone is worthy. It might be a sacrifice. may not be something that we might feel. The Bible simply instructs us that we're to offer the sacrifice of God to God continually. Continually. May this be that place that's prepared for the habitation and for the dwelling, for the presence of the Lord. And may we thank him and praise him for it. Amen. God's been good. Let's praise him tonight and let's thank him in prayer. Let's pray and bring all these needs to the Lord. But we have so much to thank him for. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask Jeff if you'd be this out in prayer tonight. Brother Jeff. Amen.